People want more democracy, not less. It's time to talk progressive politics and practical solutions with Joy Silver. Outspoken from Radio 111. Now, here's Joy. Hello, defenders of democracy. Your vote is your voice, and I have a voice, and I'm going to use it. And today we have a special show, Creating Fight Songs, the Music of the Resistance, with our special guest, Stephen Skeels. He's currently residing in Palm Springs and New York City. I guess there are two of him. I understand that. He clones himself and he's everywhere. He is a versatile artist who uses his art as an agent of change. He advocates for social justice and equality. He's performed in over 40 countries, been seen on Oprah, has had a top 10 single with both Starlight Express for CBS Records and the dance hit The Letter on Strictly Rhythm Records. He's been featured on Extra Entertainment Tonight and the TV show Musical Stages in Europe. He produced the Concert Artists Unite 2020 and the Great Awakening, advocating for the Black Lives Matter movement. The recent overturning of Roe v. Wade by the Supreme Court sparked a burning passion towards the injustice that gave birth to a song, It's My Body, an anthem advocating a woman's right to choose. Welcome, Stephen, to Outspoken. I'm so excited to be here, Joy. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm excited to talk to you because music is what makes things happen. And one of the things that happened back in the 70s, and I've talked to people about activism, why were the 70s so active? We had music. We had the songs. We had Woodstock. And people were very affected and became united in their movement towards unity and towards kind of a new world. Now, did that new world happen? Well, many worlds happened, and because of the changes that occurred in that time period, they want to put us back into the box almost before the Civil War, I would say, with what's going on today mm-hmm. in today's politics. First of all, tell me about you. I'm, I'm originally from Evansville, Indiana. I'm the youngest of 10 children. My mother, Betty, God rest her soul. She's passed now 11 years. But she taught me from a very young age the importance of equality for everyone. Wow. So I was raised in an environment. We were very, very poor. I lost my father when I was nine years old. My mother raised us all on her own. At 29 years old, she had me. So at 29 years old, she had 10 children to deal with. And nine years later, her, uh, her husband passed away. But from a very, very early, early age, I just remember her talking about the importance of us all feeling as though we were equal. Hmm. We all should have the same opportunities as everyone else, regardless of your skin color, your sexuality, or where you come from. And it really stuck with me. And it's interesting, you're talking about the 70s. And I remember the song, uh, I Am Woman by Helen Reddick. That's right. It was Big a, anthem for hard. us. Whew. Uh, profound. I remember my mom and I talking about that song and what it really meant. But I was I was really young at the time, but the it song had had a huge impact on me and it it's sort of I think a movie towards a direction to be an activist at a very, very young age. And so I've been doing that all of my adult life. Why I mean, do you, I've, I've done marches and Why do you think your mother was so progressive? You know what, I don't it, it's very interesting. I, I think my mother was very uh she didn't finish high school but she was a lover of books. She read a lot, and she had always said to me she wanted to continue to grow and open her mind. And she just, I think her mother, also her father was very, uh, uh, I would say very, uh, mm, 
conservative in his viewpoint, but mm-hmm. her mother was very open mm-hmm. and open to new ideas. And I think her, her father kind of held her mother down a little bit. And my father definitely held my mother down. Mm-hmm. But her spirit, her spirit, she had a strong spirit to believe that we are all equal. You know, and that we all need each other. And it's important for us all to continue to keep our minds open and to grow. And I, I agree with you. I don't know what's happening with society. If it's something that the pendulum has, has swung too far in one way, that it, that it makes the conservatives a little more frightened of what's happening. Or the majority, because I, believe, I really believe in my heart the majority of this country mm-hmm. are much more open and liberal-minded. I just think that the, the small group is able to, uh, I think they, they gather a little bit more. I think they're they're better at keeping their activism together and get, getting their people together well, and to make it make their, their voice heard. I think what you're doing now, I think, is critically important. What point did you decide to write or perform political music or at least issue-oriented music? It actually came in 2016, what oh. happened in 2016. I think that I, like so many of my New Yorker friends, I, I've been in New York for 35 years. Mm-hmm. We as New Yorkers, when we heard Donald Trump was running for you know, presidency, we all sort of just laughed and thought, oh my God, here he is, just trying to get more publicity, trying to blow up that ego more and more and more. We didn't really think he had a chance. New Yorkers didn't believe that. And I think that night when I, we sat and watched it, I didn't sleep at all that night. I was so, when it, the results finally came in, it was two or three in the morning, my husband, Jared, fell asleep and I just laid in bed thinking like, this cannot happen. This cannot happen. And it did. And so in that point on, I thought, what can I do to make a change? And so I wrote the first song, my first activism song, was um, all American song for the, the for the next election to try to get people to change and for this last election for the, the Biden when he was running mm-hmm. and it was all about you, you have a choice use your voice it's important oh, wow. that we all use our voice mm-hmm. so that really got me going and then when the Black Lives Matter movement started happening I have a lot of black friends and we were talking about this and like what can I do I said I it, sometimes I feel like I have a small voice but music is powerful yes and I can write and I can produce music and I put that song out and we were spreading the word with that we were able to raise a lot of money for the All-American song to help the John Ossoff and um, when we had that, that um, tiebreaker they had to do remember they had that in 2021 yes the George Warnock right Warnock and Ossoff and, and yeah. Warnock yes Yes, I so actually. I produced a concert. I was actually yeah. in Georgia and was canvassing mm. for them at that particular time period because I thought we need these two guys to win. We need this for the Senate right now, and so it doesn't surprise me that your point of view was right there uh, at the same time because I think we look at the situation and we say, "What can we do? Where's the best use of our energy and our our particular talent?" And you used yours in in your energy to help move something forward in that way. And this is something that it sounds like a soul commitment somehow that you've made to use your art. And how would you describe it? I think you're exactly right. It's a burning passion that only grows stronger with age. I'm 61 years old now. And I just believe, like I said before, the music is powerful. And it's also a way to get people to open up their mind. I think they're more open if they can listen to a song for a message, I think, as opposed to de- debating mm-hmm. an issue. And I've, I've seen that. A couple of my friends that tend to lean more, a little bit more uh, conservative, they said, wow, when I listen to your songs, it really helps me think about, wait a minute, am I really being open-minded enough? Am I really growing? Am I really seeing all of us as equals? And so I think it just gets stronger and stronger with age for me, mm-hmm. the passion and desire to get that message out. So democracy I, is important, and I think we're on a, I think we're at a tipping point. I think that people, uh, what happened with this Roe v. Wade overturning, you know, mm-hmm. taking us back 50 years, they're taking away 
the rights of, of women. And that's also what's driven me crazy is like, I don't think any man on this planet, especially in America, should have a right to say what a woman does with her body. Mm-hmm. We should not have even a right to say anything, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. Well, it, I don't think it's just your opinion. <laughs> You're on mm. outspoken right now, and I think mm. a lot of people feel the way you do. And we're going to see we're going to see the effect of that certainly in the election in uh, November of 2022, and that's for sure. Do you have other songs in your mind? Tell me a little bit about your experience and how you go about creating tunes. What is it that moves you to write and to to write the melodies? I mean, how does the process work for you? Well, I think for the three songs, this one, It's My Body, that we're talking about today, and The Great Awakening and The All-American Song, they all three came very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, a meditator. I meditate every morning. And uh, they both came, I would say, within 30 to 45 minutes, all three of those songs came to me. The melody, the lyrics as well. And I don't know. I just, I, I'm just very open. And uh, when I sit down in my meditation, like I said, if something moves me, and I, it, it's a quick process. When I'm when I'm uh, committed to something, I'm very committed. And mm-hmm. and like I said, music is my way of expressing myself and hopefully putting out a positive message into this world. So they all three came very very quickly for me. Well, when you write, write though, are you writing with a piano? Do you sing it into a recording? How do you work? I'm, I'm interested in your yes, process I use, there. Yeah, I usually it usually comes to me, and if the melody comes to me, I will just do humming like mm-hmm, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Or if the a lot of times the music for these songs, the music and the lyric came at the same time. So I usually will sing it into a recorder, a cappella. Mm-hmm. Then if I, I will start to hear the instrumentation in my head, if I want guitars here or if I want more piano-based or add some synthesizers, that sort of thing. And then I will go into the studio with one of my co-producers. I work with two producers, Josh Harris and Matt Anthony. And we will sit down and we will start composing the song together and creating the melody and putting the instrumentation down. Then I will usually do a uh, backup, you know, like a little... Uh, a sample vocal and then and add some background vocals and then decide if I'm going to sing it or what artist. It's funny because the song, It's My Body, mm-hmm. I actually, as I was writing it, I had worked with someone by the name of Rashida Azar. Mm-hmm. 35 years ago, we recorded a song together. We worked together. Wow. And her, I just kept hearing her voice in my head. I'm like, her voice is this powerful, soulful R&B sound. She's a very, very uh, incredible singer. She's worked with Janet Jackson, Paula Abdul, a lot of great artists, Seal, a lot of great artists. And I called her on the phone. I wasn't sure she still performed anymore. She said, yes, actually, I live in Long Island. I'm still <laughs> performing. She said, let me hear the song. I said, she said, oh, my God, I love it. She came in the studio, and we did it, knocked it out in 15 minutes. Wow. We in and out of that studio in 15 minutes. That's, yeah. That's incredible. I mean, to, to be able to put that down in, in 15 minutes and just have it the way you want it, that's a, that's a great moment. That's, a, that's commendable on both of your parts, really. I mean, the fact that she could learn that music could just come in and have the right interpretation. But you see, you heard it that way. So you- yeah, and she was very passionate as well. She was very upset by this overturning of Roe v. Wade as well. She said, what can I do? She said, this is a chance for me to use my voice. And uh, interestingly enough, I had a meeting with a publicist last Wednesday to talk about a different project. And as we were leaving... She said, what are you doing this weekend? I said, well, I'm doing a podcast. I spoke to her about you. And she mm-hmm. said, oh, that's exciting. She said, well, it's funny you're saying that because on Sunday, tomorrow, we're doing a big concert 
for at Studio 54 Below here mm-hmm. in New York City mm-hmm. with Broadway stars title the poem, Betty Buckley, all these people to raise money for Planned Parenthood. Wow. And she said, I want to introduce you to the, the, the head of Planned Parenthood. She said, I think maybe she'd be interested in using this song. So I'm hoping this will become the theme song for Planned Parenthood and to raise money to help them to help women who need these services. I've got to tell you something. As you said that, I, I, I feel I got the chills because mm-hmm. I was, you did send me a copy of the tune and it's very powerful. I'm just letting uh, our listeners know this song. And is there a way that they get to hear that? Is there a, a website that they can go up on and hear the file of that song? Because I will tell you, it is very powerful. And if Planned Parenthood picks that up and I, and and I think it's time for Planned Parenthood to have a tune it's time for people to unite and have that fi- I call them fight songs we need those fight songs that help us express ourselves and to unify with and to feel re-energized inspired and motivated and I think this song is one of those songs Stephen I really do oh well thank you I hope so actually they can go on any of the they're like Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music. It's on like 30 different platforms. So if you have any, uh, whatever you have out there, I'm pretty sure it's out there. If you just look up It's My Body, and the singer is Rashida Azar, R-A-S-H-E-E-D-A-A-Z-A-R. Mm-hmm. That's fine. And you should be able to hear it. Well, tell me about the Black Lives Matter tune. The Black Lives Matter tune came about when we were seeing one victim after the next, mm-hmm. just police going in without, you know, it's hard for me to see. I get very emotional about this. I have several black friends and they, we were having lunch one day and they said, what is happening to this country? Why do we feel as though that more and more people don't care about us at all anymore? What can we do? What can we do? And that's what my one friend said to me, she said, why don't you do something about it? You know, besides just marching, you know, we were all marching, that sort of thing. She said, but what, what can you do? And I said, I can write. And then there's a beautiful, incredible singer, Marcus Paul James, in the Broadway community, he's done several Broadway shows. His voice is very, very powerful. Uh, that song is also on, on Spotify, if anyone would like to reach out and listen to that song. And so we got together and recorded this, this song to try to raise more awareness about the Black Lives Matter movement and to try to get people to come together, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. we all need to come together in order to make any kind of social change. We have to do this together. We have to unite and we have to let our voices be heard. And also to let everyone know that everyone's voice is just as important as anyone else's. And I think sometimes, even for me, before when I would just march or do whatever, I'm like, I don't feel like, am I really doing anything? Or even if I vote, does my vote really count? Mm -hmm. Absolutely every single vote counts. Right. And my sister, believe it or not, my sister is 73 years old. She's never voted. I didn't realize this until having dinner with her. In your own family, Stephen. In my own family. (sighs) And I was so upset with her. She said, I promise you, I'm, I'm, I'm registering, I'm registering. I'm like... You count. You matter. She said, what is my vote going to do? What is my voice going to do? And, you know, you have to you have to vote. You know, it's a privilege in this country to be able to vote. Mm-hmm. It's a privilege. We should use that privilege and take it very seriously. So she registered. She called me. She did register this week. So I'm very proud of her. <laughs> well, you've had <laughs> so an, all, you've all had an effect on that. Are there outstanding issues right now that you feel that there may be some music percolating in your brain or in your heart? I can't think of anything offhand, but I'm sure they are. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I try to stay very aware of what's going on in the world around us. And so, or if somebody comes to me, I'm also, I, I love, I have passion. My art for me, just as, as a performer, writer, actor, singer, and then my, you know, my charity work and my philanthropy work. And so if someone were to come to me about something that I don't even know about, I'm very open to writing and producing something for their cause. I'm very, very, very open all the time to that. Now, this may or may not apply to you, but I'm going to just say, what's your day gig? 
Well, my day gig is I am a part-time health aid worker mm-hmm. for my partner. We were in a serious car accident four years ago that mm-hmm. has left him now a quadriplegic. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I work part-time to make sure that his needs are met. He was, an actu- he was actually a dancer on Broadway when the accident happened in the Broadway show Wicked four years ago. And mm. so I had bleeding on the brain at the time. They thought they were going to have to perform brain surgery on me. Fortunately, it all worked out for me, but he is now in a wheelchair. So I help to take care of him. That's sort of my side gig. Wow. That's a very, very intense story, Stephen, because for a dancer, mm. it must be... He was a beautiful dancer, a beautiful dancer. It that was very a, hard, very challenging. Very challenging. And so that is a that is a big moment and uh, life-changing for both of you. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that you had have to go through that. And I think that the, the, the ramifications of that are certainly all-encompassing. But I am most amazed at your motivation and passionate positivity in the light of what you handle, and both of you handle together in your daily lives. So you're to be commended, and certainly I, I want to give you kudos for that. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's a very emotional thing there. I think that you have the ability to make some changes. I'm going to be watching Planned Parenthood. How can people find out more about you and what you're doing? Can they reach you anyway? Well, you can reach out to me. through. I'm, I'm actually updating my website as we speak. But within the next two, three weeks, it should be up and running. That's stevenskills.com, just S-T-E-V-E-N-S-K-E-E-L-S.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And or they can reach me through Instagram or Facebook if they have something they would like to talk to me about. Well, I'm going to have my eye out on the Planned Parenthood part of this, and I do hope that that becomes a, uh, a major, major win for Planned Parenthood. I would really look forward to that. And thank you, Stephen Skeels. I really appreciate you being our guest today. This is Joy Silver, outspoken on Radio 111. And I say to my listeners, stand up, fight back, because this is what democracy looks and sounds like.